Talks with Dr. Alice and Donovan. Dr. Alice Fong is a holistic, naturopathic doctor and founder of Amorta Swa Wellness. And Donovan Jensen is a software engineer and founder of HowToHappy.com. Together, they're out to cause more happiness in the world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Happy Talks. My name is Dr. Alice, and this is my amazing co-host, Donovan and today we are going to be talking about how to have a long distance relationship that functions well. So Donovan, we've both been in this boat before in our lives. Do you want to start off by sharing maybe a little about your experience and your initial thoughts about this topic? Yeah, so I have had experience with this in sort of a, a variety of ways, right? I've had it where it's sort of long distance in the sense that it is not convenient to see the other person, but over the weekend or something, it's still plausible. Right. Uh, I've also had it where uh, it's not, that's not plausible, right? It's like, you really have to plan it out. Mm-hmm. Someone has to fly and um, make some stuff happen in, instead of just like a, a shorter drive. Um, mm-hmm. And I think there are different challenges that arise, but it's more around scale in terms of, you know, completely different challenges. So by that, I mean, um, once you start introducing distance, regardless of how much distance it is, you start running into things like a scarcity of actually being able to be together. Um, And so in in my experience, figuring out how to work around that has a couple different parts. One is honestly, whether or not the two people are compatible to do that uh, for a long period of time. I, I guess that's another thing. What's the timeline, right? Um, I've had, I've had times where it's very clear what the timeline is and other times where it's like, well, I guess we're both just kind of living our lives, but we don't live in the same place. So, um, so, uh, I don't want to ramble or cover all the points at, at the beginning, but those are some of the things that, that come to mind to start with. What about for you? Yeah, I've so far in my life, hopefully I don't have to do it ever again since I'm married, <laughs> but, but the, the first time was with my partner before my husband. Uh, my partner had gotten a job in Maryland, in Southern Maryland, and I, we were both living in Seattle, and I decided to move across the country so we could stay together. Uh, but he ended up moving out there first. You know, we want to make sure he likes his job before I uproot my whole life and move out there. And so we ended up being apart for eight months and that was, that was quite some time, but thankfully, and it was across, across the country type of long distance, not just the next state over or a few hours, it was cross country. There needs to be flying if we're going to see each other type of a thing. But I was thankful in the sense that he had moved out in October And so we had plans to spend the holidays together. So we saw each other for Thanksgiving and then Christmas and then my birthday in February. So it was almost a month, month and a half apart. And then I think we, we had a trip in April. So it was really at most two months apart at a time. And the benefit of, I I didn't say I loved all aspects of long distance, but what I really got out of that experience was learning to talk to my partner (laughs) because I realize when we're spending time together, it's maybe, Oh, we'll just watch Netflix and chill and relax and not really forcing us to connect. And so we actually, and I wasn't always a phone talker 
before when I was a when I was like a teenager, I, I was a phone talker. I could talk to my friends on the phone, on the corded phone for an hour at a time about nothing. And I don't know how I did that. But these days it's like, oh, you want to have a phone conversation? What are you thinking? <laughs> kind of a thing. Just text me. <laughs> and so it was like weird shifting gears to, to t- have phone conversations. Uh, but thankfully for technology, we could um, FaceTime and see each other. And and that really made the difference. And we, we got into the habit of doing it every day. And that was just something I hadn't ever really done before with a partner, but in a way it allowed us time to connect with each other better. So it really, I think in a way helped strengthen our relationship. It was a hard part of our relationship, but it strengthened us. So when we were finally reunited in the summer of July, uh, we, we, we had a pretty solid foundation at that point. And I'll talk about the other one later, but I just, I'll start with that first, <laughs> first long distance relationship that ultimately didn't work out. We were together for four years. We stayed together. I stayed in Maryland for what we were two or three years after I had moved. Um, and we moved because we had just different uh, life goals, but uh, it was a good relationship ultimately. Yeah. So I think, uh, maybe one of the first angles to start unpacking, cause there's all kinds of stuff going on here, but <laughs> at the high, at, at a high level, um, one of the main things obviously that you mentioned is that the dynamic of the relationship changes sort of as a whole. Right. right? And, and I obviously experienced the same sort of things, mm-hmm. um, where it's like, Oh, well we used to go do this thing, or we used to just hang out and watch TV or, for the experiences I had, it was a lot of like activity based stuff. And obviously I'm talking to to the people that I'm dating or whatnot, but, but there's a lot more activities. There's a lot of other ways to sort of fill the space. There's a lot more, um, social events, right. There were a lot of times where it was, it was, uh, that dynamic. So the balance really shifts from sort of all those things. And I guess you could do like a group FaceTime call and you can still like play games or whatever, you know, long distance, but, there is a big shift in the way that uh, a lot of the interaction you have turns into sort of just communication, just talking, right. yeah. um, which, uh, you know, like if I think about the relationship I have now, like with us being together, we don't necessarily have a set time that we're going to sit down and talk about specific things. Mm-hmm. But in long distance, that absolutely was the case. Mm-hmm. We absolutely had like, okay, uh, I'll make sure that I'm free at six so that you can call so that we can have, you know, this talk or or just talk for the day and whatnot. So one of the things that was very different is um, the long distance stuff, at least for me, for it to be successful, needed to be much more structured. And that doesn't mean like every single second and every aspect of the relationship was planned out. But when you're living with someone, for example, the time that you spend together is just sort of uh, baked into your life. Uh, as opposed to when it, when you get into long distance, you have to really start to plan for, for those sorts of things, or they may not happen or they may not happen in a way that both people like. So that's another piece that I kind of want to start digging into, which is I found that in, while doing long distance, there was at least for me much more, um, communication, not just at a general level, but around certain like preferences and what's going to work for me. And, um, you know, like how often do we want to talk? When do we want to talk? Um, what things are we are we going to talk about? Um, so I'd be curious what your experience was sort of around um, the structure aspect. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I agree that structure absolutely had to be implemented for the long distance to work. And it just kind of naturally fell into place of, you know, because we had also a three hour time difference because he was on the East Coast and I was on the West Coast. It was like, okay, he would call me or like right before bed, essentially, it was kind of, it just started to become part of the routine. And I realized, you know, just as you were talking, how when you actually live with your partner, both that partner and my, even my current partner, I was like, I guess sometimes you take for granted the, the structure of long distance relationship because, oh, you are like, like, oh, well, I get to see my partner every day. So we don't have to plan as intensely. And then maybe you don't plan <laughs> as structurally. But uh, with my my current partner, my husband, we we have a regular Friday night date night is our designated date night to connect. And because I think if we didn't have that structure, we we would just keep constantly getting caught up in our busy lives because I think both of us are the type of people who tend to fill up our lives <laughs> with, with busyness somehow. So it, it really needs to be designated and structured, whether you're in a long distance relationship or even a, a non-long distance relationship. I think it's it's a vital part of any relationship. Yeah, I think maybe the the difference, or at least what I've seen, because I've had a long distance relationship that did not work out very well, is that when there wasn't structure in the long distance one, it absolutely fell apart and was a mess and people were not happy and things were not good. Whereas, um, you know, being physically, you know, in proximity with someone, you can get away with a lot less structure before there's problems, possibly, right? So, so sometimes you need more structure or less, but in my experience, it um, it's definitely been less. Uh, the, the more natural flow of just having the person around or close. Yeah has allowed the things to work out better in general. Um, There is another piece I wanted to touch on around um, sort of planning visits that I think is important. Um, You know, if the person's like an hour away, then maybe it's not as important just because it's, it's relatively easy, but you know, for the stuff that you were talking about where it's like across the country or some of the experiences that I've had where um, you know, it was like three, four hour flight or, or drive, whatever, some, something that's like a bigger chunk of a, of a day that you'd have to plan your weekend or, or week or whatever around. Mm-hmm. Um, I found in, in my relationships that it's very important to sort of set out the timeline, like you mentioned around when are the next visits going to be, right. um, because there was a period of time where I was doing long distance and it was just kind of like, well, well, we'll just figure it out whenever, whenever it's convenient or whenever it works. And when we tried to fit it into the schedule, as opposed to planning around it, then um, it just, it just didn't happen as frequently as either of us needed. And it started causing problems. Mm, Yeah, I could definitely see that because trips really need to be thought out and planned. If there's flying involved, it, it just doesn't always easily comes if it's planned last minute. So I was thankful that in my eight month long distance relationship, which was a four, four year relationship ultimately, but eight months of that was long distance. It was, it was very clear when we were going to see each other, how long we would spend together. And, and then you have actually something to clearly look forward to like any, any time you can always 
think about, you know, going on a trip to Hawaii or Mexico or wherever, but, you know, until you actually buy your plane ticket actually puts it into reality and makes it going to happen in real life. So having a flight booked is different than being like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get to it when I get to it kind of thing. Uh, for me, if I was in a long distance relationship, I'm like, okay, book your ticket. So we know when exactly it's happened, or at least go request the time off and book your ticket. So, so it's, it's clear. And in that way, it's not so ambiguous. Cause I think if that was the case, I, I personally would be very not so happy <laughs> in that long distance relationship as I think probably others would be too. Well, I think that leads into naturally something really important, which is I think when you're doing long distance, you have to talk much more explicitly and much more often about expectations mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because when you're not together all the time, I think, I think when you are together all the time, there are little, um, I don't know what word to use, but like corrections, right? Little things that your partner will like say to you or do that um, as you spend a bunch of time together, you kind of fall into a, a more natural like peace and right. it's not always natural. And sometimes it's, <laughs> there's like big conflicts and stuff you got to work out. But totally. for the most part, you know, there's like these little things that, that, that you kind of work through. Um, I've experienced or seen in long distance where some of the smaller things sort of get swept under the rug because it's like, oh, we already ha only have a limited amount of time together. I don't know if I should bring this up. I don't know if it's worth it. I don't want to waste our time on this. Yeah. And then over time, they grow and develop and snowball into bigger and bigger things. Um, or they come out as part of like some other blow up where it's like, well, so I'm, I'm upset about this thing and I don't like this. And I don't like this. And I don't like this other thing. And basically if you, if you don't work through sort of the expectations you have for the other person on an ongoing basis, sort of what we we're talking about on like talking regularly and stuff, if you're not working through those expectations regularly or like bringing up the things that you need, I think it's easier for some of the needs to go unmet. Don't get me wrong. I know this happens in regular relationships all the time where people are living together or close, right? Like needs are going unmet and they're not communicated about. But I, I think when you're doing long distance, it, it becomes even more likely um, that some set of needs or, or expectations will go uncommunicated. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important to make sure that those are surfaced if you want the relationship to continue to function. Absolutely. I, I would say that that makes a lot of sense. And uh, you, you really do need to communicate when you have needs unfulfilled. Although I was just kind of thinking back and reflecting in my own relationships during the periods where we were long distance. And maybe it's just, uh, it's been a while and I've forgotten, but I don't, I, I was just thinking how I don't remember having any conflicts or or breakdowns in communication of expectations. It was maybe because of the distance, you know, they always say like the distance makes the heart grow fonder. And so you're just caught up in like missing your partner. Then they're like annoying, like habits that <laughs> drive you crazy. And I remember with my, my current partner, my husband, cause we did, cause then I met him on the East coast when I was planning to move to California. And so he decided he would move to California so we could stay together, which was great for, for both of us. But obviously I moved out first. He need to wrap up his work and, and get, um, close out his apartment and get settled. So, so it was only six weeks apart, 
which honestly felt like a lifetime <laughs> for, for whatever reason, it felt way longer than the eight months that I had spent long distance with my other partner. Um, but I remember like, yeah, we would talk every day. I don't remember having any conflicts, but when he moved out here, finally, we, we started having a lot of conflicts, <laughs> maybe because <laughs> there was this added pressure of making it work. Cause he moved out here for us. And, and it was just like these little things like, Oh, I would just point out if he left the toilet seat up and he would like flip out, like I was getting on his case. <laughs> I would just like, why are you freaking out? I'm just pointing it out. I'm not saying you're a terrible person kind of a thing, like these silly things. And so, uh, we might be diverging a little <laughs> off topic, but I just wanted to make the point that, sometimes maybe you experience more conflicts in long distance. Maybe you experience more conflicts in non-long distance relationships, but you regardless communication needs to be the key to work through those, those breakdowns and be clear on expectations. And maybe I was not clear on my expectations of putting the seat down. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I I think it trails back in. Um, one thing I want to mention before I get lost off off on another topic is uh, for an example of the expectations um, so that it's more tangible. Yeah. One of the things that, that I struggled with was basically my partner and I had differing ideas when we were long distance about the amount of time we should be talking each day, mm. but that didn't come out until after both of us were kind of annoyed, right? There were days that I was like, oh, I spent so much of today just on the phone. There was stuff I needed to get done where she was feeling something along the lines of like, wow, um, you know, my partner's not making time to talk to me and I'm not able to talk about all the things that I want to. So I just wanted to give like a more tangible example of, okay. of sort of how that type of thing could develop. Right. Um, Cause okay. we never, we never talked about our explicit expectations of like, hey, like I, I'm, I'm busy. I, I don't want to spend more than two hours on the phone or like, Hey, I, you know, I need to spend at least two hours on the phone to feel like I've, I'm able to talk about all the things that I want to and, and tell you about my day and whatnot. Um, so that that's just the more like tangible example of, of sort of uh, expectations that we, that we each had, but we hadn't talked about explicitly until it, it kind of bubbled up. Mm. But going back a step to what you were talking about, I think there's two pieces there that I, that are important to talk about and they're, they're kind of linked together, which are what is the end game plan for your long distance relationship? Right. So, which is like, do you have a plan to live together? Do you have, do you, you know, you know, you've sort of talked about it in um, situations where you have sort of a plan around when you will both be in the same place. Um, I have had experiences where that's not the case. And that's tough because you're doing, you, you do long distance for, you know, however long, six months, but then both people are like, so what are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, are we, am I going to move here? Are you going to move there or whatever else? Um, so that's one piece I wanted to talk about. And, and what goes along with that, I think is something that you started mentioning that I think we should dig into deeper, which is readjusting to the relationship when you are actually back together because you, you know, from, from the start of the conversation, we were saying long distance, just sort of the dynamic is shifted. Um, and even though it might be easy and super nice for things to, to um, change back to, to where you're back together, I know that's not always the case. So I'm going to stop rambling and let you pick up wherever you want from that. Yeah. So 
my initial thought was I concur with the sentiment of, you know, in the relationship, it can be challenging with the expectations of the other partner. I don't think for me personally, I would be able to be in a relationship and maybe because I've dated a lot and had enough experience, enough confidence in myself and knowing what I want out of a relationship that if I didn't feel like there was any end game or clear expectation that, okay, we are going to live together at some point (laughs) in the future, even if it was like two years down the road, at least there's like a light at the end of the tunnel, this expectation that it's going to happen. I don't think I personally could be in a relationship that had did not have that like end game goal. And I think it would be very challenging to, to sustain it for, for both of my long distance relationships there, there was that end game. And for me, I was very clear, even though me and my, my partner, my current partner were very madly in love with each other. Um, I specifically told him to really, cause he was actually on the fence about, um, having kids, which was actually why my last relationship ended because he wasn't a yes or no to kids. He was on the fence about it. And I was like, well, you've been on the fence for four years. I can't wait <laughs> forever for you to figure it out. So that's why we ended. And I wasn't sure that it would work out with my, my current partner because he was also on the fence. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do the same thing that I did in the past, kind of learning from that past experience. And so before he even like moved out here, he was talking about moving out here to California before I had moved out here. Cause that was always my goal to be back near my family. I, I was like, you got to figure out the kids thing for yourself. You got to get off the fence, do your research. I don't want to pressure you. You got to figure that out for yourself. And what I love about, um, TJ, he, he was very proactive about figuring that out for himself. He talked to friends, family who had kids. He spent time with my niece and nephew. He hadn't had much exposure to kids. And ultimately he decided that, yes, he does want to have kids. And I was like, oh, that is awesome. And so if it, if that criteria was not met, then I, I mean, he could move out here, but we would not be together <laughs> ultimately because I was very clear in what I needed in a relationship and I wasn't going to fall into the, the, the thing I did before in the past, which was like, oh, well, maybe he'll warm up to the idea. No, I need you to like know what you want out of a relationship for us to to be serious, to do something where you move across the country for for me kind of a thing. So that's my own experience. And I think it's, it is helpful to have a, a end game or just to be very clear that you are on the same page. And that requires having difficult conversations. And even if you are madly in love with each other, which is great, I personally don't think that's enough to sustain a relationship. You have to have the same values, the same goals. Um, not every little thing you can't expect to have every little check mark of your ideal perfect partner, but to have like some core values that are shared and what you want out of life is really, really needs to be clear if you're going to pursue the long distance thing. Yep. I was thinking um, the whole time you were talking that I really echo that sentiment uh, with my experiences. Um, there were a couple times where I got into sort of um, somewhat long distance or, you know, long distance of some sort in a relationship because 
we were already in a relationship and then one person just had to move and we never took the time to actually figure out how serious the relationship was or what our plans were or you know we we just kind of like well we're together and one of us has to move so i guess we just stay together which in retrospect um i've had more than one instance of that and it was terrible like (laughs) it did not work out because what happened is those exact same sorts of conversations and and uh challenges came out but just further down the road after we had already made you know certain sacrifices around like okay well i guess i'll come all the way out there and do this and whatever else but those sacrifices without sort of having a stronger foundation mm-hmm. aren't necessarily going to produce anything worthwhile now obviously it's easier said than done like if you're dating someone and you've been dating for an amount of time th- this is the problem that i had I-, I was i had been dating for an amount of time that was like this sort of weird in between period and instead of having a conversation around, oh, do we want to make this serious? Or like, you know, do we want to try this long distance and then evaluate after a certain amount of time if we want to move together or any sort of conversation that would be useful at all? We just sort of let it happen. Um, in, in retrospect, like you were saying, that that's now uh, a deal breaker, right? If I'm ever going to be in a long distance relationship, I'm going to make sure that both parties are invested in it enough that we are working towards coming back to the same place. Um, and I, maybe it's because I'm a little bit closer to some of those experiences, but uh, that extra knowledge, I, I think, could have saved a lot of heartache um, because it doesn't make it any easier, right? The longer that you're with someone, even if it's long distance and both people aren't sure what they're doing or if they want to get together or whatever, it still doesn't feel great when when you break it off. But having those conversations up front is so much more useful and valuable. And, um, you know, if you're with someone and you're still kind of filling each other out and figuring out like what the scope of the relationship is, if one person moves, um, that's sort of a forcing function for the relationship to figure out those things. Um, or you can be like me and just not figure it out and have a bad time. (laughs) Yeah. I think even, even though, those those bad experiences were still learning experience and you gained some insight about what you need out of a relationship which I think is important it makes me reflect back on my my initial long distance relationship which was the length of eight months of the four years we were together I I actually just remembered I forgot this for a moment I remember we had only been dating for four or five months and then he got this job in Maryland (laughs) and so four or five months in my head, I did feel serious. We were in love. Um, but for me, it was, even though he, he wasn't quite sure about kids, I think I was young and naive enough to be like, oh, par- partly I was curious to see what it would be like to live on the East Coast. So there was more than just him that motivated me to move the East Coast because I thought, oh, well, if I live on the East Coast, I'll have time to explore the East Coast a little more, get to know it why not? I'm in my twenties. Let's, let's check it out. And I could also fly to Europe easier. I could fly to the Caribbean easier. <laughs> so that was partly my motivation. And I thought it could be better for my business as a naturopathic doctor, because in C- Seattle, where we live, there were hundreds of naturopathic doctors, whereas in Southern Maryland, where we were moving to, there were zero. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I was literally like the only one and my business out there grew infinitely faster um, than my business in Seattle. So it was a good like career move as well as, you know, being able to explore the East coast as well as getting to stay with my partner that I love. So there was, there was other factors involved. Um, it wasn't just him, but that was like, uh, obviously if I wasn't with him, um, I wouldn't just randomly move to Southern Maryland, but, but ultimately I have, I have zero regrets for, for doing that move because if I'd never moved to the East coast, I wouldn't have met my current partner and it ultimately all worked out in the end. And it was a good learning experience ultimately. But at that stage of my life, I realized I wasn't quite clear on who I was and what I wanted. And it, it took being in that relationship to figure that out. Yeah, I think that's a, another really useful point because uh, we've talked a little bit about past experiences and things we've learned and things we wouldn't do or would do or whatever else. But sometimes the only way to really understand some of those aspects is to actually go through it and actually have those experiences and actually, you know, it's only, it's only through, uh, doing a a long distance relationship that didn't really make any sense that I realized like, Oh, well, all right. These are not the attributes that I want out of someone. This is not the kind of relationship I want. And sure. I could have heard it from somewhere, but especially for stuff like this, a, a lot of times you actually need the lived experience to, sort of really understand, um, how to navigate some of these things. Yeah. Yeah. It actually made me think of another thing I remember right before I moved or actually I hadn't fully a hundred percent decided, yes, I'm going to move. Like the moment he asked me, will, will you, will you consider moving? I was like, uh, yeah, I'll think about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm considering it, but I needed to consult my friends and family about it. And it was something that my mother said that really just drove the point home of, she said to me, which every like almost made me cry. I think it did make me cry was like, if you don't go for it and try, then you'll regret it. <laughs> like, you know, if it doesn't work out, you could always move back to Seattle or California or anything like that. But if I didn't give it a shot, then I would never know. It could be something amazing and great. And, uh, and yeah, so I, I'm thankful for, for the experience and, and what I got out of it. Yeah. I think going back to sort of what I was talking about before around, um, not having a plan for your long distance yeah. relationship. If you go into it sort of with the mindset that you just outlined, which is like, if you see it as something that's potentially valuable yeah. and you want to explore it, and that's the option that you have to explore it then uh, I just want to be clear that I wasn't saying like, don't, don't do it if you don't, don't have a hundred percent, a perfect plan. Yeah. But it's just that both people have to be aligned on sort of what's happening because if there's misalignment in the way that the long distance relationship is going to work, mm-hmm. then um, that's a recipe for a lot of heartache. Um, there was definitely one instance I can think of where someone, one person expected to move to the place and the other person was like, uh, I don't think I want that. I don't think I'm ready for that. Yeah. And yeah. Um, that didn't come out until way down the road. So um, that's all. It's just about like finding alignment. And, but definitely a, a lot, at least in my experience, a lot of relationships is, is um, being open to the things the world has and trying things because 
Um, you know, yeah, sometimes it takes only one date to figure out like, yeah, nope, this is not a thing. Uh, other times it, it takes a good chunk of time longer, or, you know, you can find people that you're compatible with. And then for whatever reason, the world, uh, doesn't align correctly. Or, um, like you were saying, you have specific values or, um, goals, I guess, or benchmarks or things that you want to do that don't quite align. So it's, um, just on that same mindset that you mentioned, like it's very much valuable to sort of just go and try things because if you don't, then there's a big chance that you will regret that. Right. Absolutely. Actually, I I wanted to ask you a question because I think it might be worthwhile to the audience was uh, remembering that you had gone through the long distance thing at the during a pandemic of all things where travel was highly restrictive and that was obviously something neither of you could have planned uh how did you navigate through that yeah so i think for that it was uh, at that point we had a pretty good cadence for communication and expectations and all that stuff other stuff which really helped a lot um the other piece was building around the opportunities available instead of uh, wishful thinking, right? Like, oh, I haven't seen you for a month. I really wish I could come there. You know, like that's not going to produce anything. It's not helpful. I mean, I'm sure it's a real sentiment, but it just doesn't get any closer to the goal. So um, we looked for the opportunities that we did have to like sort of come together when it made sense, as well as really increasing both the variety and the um, intensity, I guess I'll say duration maybe is a better word, but of our, of our sort of communication. So we found a bunch of, you know, activities that we could do long distance that we weren't doing before. And we made sure that we were making more time for each other just because, you know, we had been using those visits to like really ramp up um, sort of experiences, shared experiences and stuff like that. Um, we just found other ways to do that. Don't get me wrong. It was absolutely different and a different quality of experience. Um, But based on sort of the options presented to us, that was what was available. And we were still able to find some, some things to do that, that checked off most of the boxes. And then part of it was just expectations around like, this is the state of the world. So uh, this sucks and we will just (laughs) deal with it. We'll deal with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I could have, I heard of a lot of relationships had to um actually for whatever reason i just thought of courtney cox who (laughs) was in a relationship with a a guy who i guess had flown to london whatever and and then they were they were literally a country apart uh and for a very long time because of the pandemic which is very unfortunate but it does happen but it's about communication and it sucks but you know if if you're in it for the long haul you find a way to make it work kind of a thing but anyway I think we covered this topic fairly fairly well was there any last thoughts that you wanted to share um nothing really just you know long distance relationships are not easy and if you expect them to be exactly the same as your close distance relationship uh you're in you're in for a bad time (laughs) right definitely cool All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. We appreciate you listening and watching. Uh, If you have been in a long distance relationship, did it work for you? Did it not? 
type that into the comments if you'd like to share or what helped your relationship work long distance. Thanks so much for watching. If you enjoy this video, be sure to like it and then go and subscribe to my channel and ring the bell so you get notified when the next video comes out. And if you check out in the description below, go to my website where you can get my free fast and easy guide to stress relief. Thanks again for checking us out and we'll see you next time. <laughs>